Hello and welcome to No Prize Podcast. I am the Professor Bud Young and with me as always, Lucas, how are you? Just blessed another uh, day just hanging out with you. I uh, get to talk about comics and uh, and whatever else is, is out there for today, man. Freaking, how are you, Professor? I'm doing I'm doing well. I, you know, I, we were just talking about like having a little downtime with between no Disney Plus shows coming on, but we do have some news on Disney Plus. We have all of the Netflix shows coming over uh, in just a few days. Um, the only thing that I'm more, that I'm worried about, and I don't think we've heard anything, is whether or not uh, Disney Plus is going to cut out all the mature parts or censor or you know maybe uh put on a you know disclaimer at the beginning what do you think <laughs> well which 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 ones are we talking about because uh i haven't gotten well i mean i guess we'll get to it and all uh, of them you know daredevil punisher defenders okay, those, every, all those so, Netflix so, shows. The, so the big so the big deal man and the funniest part of uh the uh, Luke Cage character and the Jessica Jones was the the sex scene, and yeah. he and he goes, "Hey baby, I want to do this, but I don't want to hurt you." And she goes straight, looks straight into his eyes. She says, "Bitch, you can't hurt me. Let's go." And they freaking get to going, and they're fucking putting cracks in the freaking wall. Uh, that was funny <laughs> yep. as hell. That was well, funny as hell. Not appropriate for Disney Plus, but well, still funny as hell. Well, and there's a lot of uh, profanity, a lot of the N-word dropping, especially in Luke Cage. We have a lot of um, things that they, even the, the, what was it, the Parents TV Council came out and mm-hmm. started complaining about uh, Disney Plus being a fa- family-friendly uh, channel no longer. But when it comes to streaming well, content... Where, where, where the hell have they been? Where the hell have they been while, uh, you know... All of the Marvel movies, you know, you got Captain America saying, you know, shit, or, you know, Iron Man saying, fuck, you know. That's been going on for a while. They should have been said that. My argument really is the fact that this is a streaming service, and to actually watch that, you have to point and click. It's not like it's network television where you turn on the channel and it's like, oh, my God, you know. This is this is something you have to actually consciously hit the button to watch, and that to me it's I mean it does come down to choice. And to defend Disney Plus, they uh, they did introduce with this um, parental controls, right? Okay. So you can you can turn it off if you you can keep your kids away from it if you want to. Uh, it's just to me, you know, in, in comics are no no stranger to censorship, but uh, this is really just censorship going wild and. People just being upset to be upset, but that's the society we live in today. <laughs> and well, and, and and I I didn't really I didn't know I was going to kind of come down this road on this, but uh, coming to uh, you know censorship and people being upset to be upset. Did you see that story uh, about Marvel uh, getting flack for for King Conan? Yes, that came out so, a couple of weeks ago. Right, so there is a uh, character. Her name is uh, Matolka, mm-hmm. and uh, you know she has uh, Native American roots, right? And and what people didn't understand was, hey, Matolka is also a name that they use for uh, Pocahontas. Um, now that's that's one thing in itself, but if you know anything about King, uh, King Conan or Conan, period, you know that a lot of the females there are not uh, dressed. 
appropriate for a Sunday morning at church. Um, right. So yeah. So so that, that and then they they just put it out there and uh, and I guess people who don't even read comics, you know, are complaining about that. You know. So um, I've got so many questions about that. It feels like a false flag to me because first of all, uh, if you love comics, you don't care about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You, how do they? How do they even know that that was a thing inside of Conan? If you're reading comic, comic comics, or that's the, that Conan is the last one that you're picking up, and so, you're not right. picking it up for the political correctness. And um, if you're like me and you happen to know a lot about Native American, I didn't. I didn't even know that. Pocahontas had a second name. I, I didn't even know that, nor nor do I care, man. I'm just like, okay. Right. Um, it's just so many questions, but but what I will say, you know, is like, you know, Marvel. You know, if if you if if you are listening, if you're, I would I would keep her in there. You know, if you're gonna freaking you know, steady on portraying her, steady on portraying her. You know, just you no, know, just give her you know, a couple. Cl- you know, a couple more clothes, you know, some <laughs> shoes or something like that, and he'll be all right. But don't change her character, you know, as it is. Right? Stop. Just don't make Conan not Conan. See, Just because some idiots who don't read it or buy it in the first place to make, to make you change it. That's, that's the problem that I had reading that article because I'm just like, for, well, first of all, exactly what you said. Conan, uh, no woman has been dressed in Conan in 50 years, Right. And then you come to the point of there's there's a point where where fantasy fantasy is fantasy right you can't mm-hmm. take you can't take that uh, even more so than than superheroes I think uh, like fant- the fantasy genre is just populated with overbulked you know Conan's half dressed in the in the in the comic the entire time too by the way so. Uh, you know, you have, you know, overly buffed males, scantily clad females, swords, sorcery, monsters. It's, it's classic fantasy fair. And to be able to just point something out and say this character is based on um, a Native American character. Well, the other character, you know, Conan's based on, you know. Whatever he's based on, I don't know. But that's, I guess I'm just losing my point here. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think we're too politically correct these days. And I know that we, I know that we are. Look at the comics that are coming out. But um, Conan was that last bastion. I think of uh, they kind of have kept him true to himself, except in the pages of Savage Avengers. But in his regular in his regular books, I mean, it's classic. Classic Conan. You could pick up a Conan story from today versus a Conan story from 50 years ago, and it reads the same. So, um, look, if any of those people want to reach out to me, I would be happy to school them on the history of Conan. Because one of his starts um, was in the sensational stories, and she was, and he, and Red Sonia were drawn by Margaret Brundage. Um, for those who don't know who brought Margaret Brundage is, uh, you know, she was drawing a whole bunch of sensational stuff back in the 1930s. <laughs> and clothes was always optional on these pulp magazines that she used to draw. Yeah. All she used to care about is that 
it had three elements. Um, the character, a little bit of skin, or excuse me, a lot of butter skin, and uh, some sen- sen- some sensationalism to it, right? Yeah. Whether it be, you know, some, uh, you know, a little bit of racism, or excuse me, a lot of racism. Um, uh, the uh, little bit of uh, S&M, right? Yep. You know, Bond, women bondage, being, you know, yeah, chains, yeah, chains, chains yep. you know, or, you know, a little bit of Satanism or cultism to it, right? And that that was the stuff that people that people that drew people to Red Sonya and and Dejah Thoris and 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 Conan. Mm-hmm. Um, so these people that are complaining, they've what do they want? Do they want Conan period to be taken away because that's who he is? That's the that is the element that he he's come from, right? Um, I would like to hear from them and get like what do you what are you thinking? Like, are you are you saying that he should just not be there, or are you just saying just that particular character, you know, just because you know you you think that Native Americans have been okay? You want you want to really f- talk about the exploitation of Native Americans? Why haven't you been speaking up about the the millions of Native American women that have been kidnapped or freaking murdered or killed? Talk about those first before you talk about a fictional character in this freaking comic book. Leave Conan the hell alone. <laughs> well, and that's and that's where I think the uh, the parallel is lost, right? Because we're talking about a fantasy character and a fantasy in a fantasy book that's not based on Earth; that's based in Samaria or wherever it's supposed to be based in. And you know, the the history of Native Americans here um, are, is not the history in a fantasy book. So, yeah, maybe the character is based on. You know, maybe someone, maybe, you know, and honestly, I wouldn't have known about that nickname for Pocahontas if someone, you know, hadn't looked it up. And I don't even know if that's true, but I mean, let's look. But yeah, to, for some some people to who I'm sure are not reading Conan and have just been exposed to that one panel uh, of a comic book where she's like in a, in a metal bikini and, uh, you know, pointing to that and saying, "This is what's wrong with uh, with America," or "This is what's wrong with uh, representation," and uh, I'm going to get bent because you know you're you're exploiting this real person for my fantasy enjoyment, and I'm going to be offended on behalf of everybody by that. So I don't know. I, I think at some point you need to check everything at the door and just enjoy something for what it is, right? Because we wouldn't be publishing anything, really, if we were afraid that someone was going to get offended about it. Yeah. Because someone is going to get offended about everything. There's, there needs to be a real conversation where you know, real people you know, get into a real room or even like a Zoom talk, and we talk about this stuff. And because I want to hear this, I want to hear somebody, you know, justify what they were thinking and why they were complaining. Right? I don't want to just, I, I don't want to think it was just a weird email that Marvel got about this. Because that's 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 shivering timbers to me. Like, okay, Marvel got a weird email from a couple of people, and they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense, and then they freaking change the stuff. Because then that means there's so much stuff that's good out there that Marvel has been changing because people who I know damn well sure oh, yeah. uh, don't buy their stuff. 
nor should uh, like, have an effect on this on that stuff. We could talk about um, Iron Fist that's coming out or has just recently come out, right? Iron Fist number one that totally yes. takes takes <laughs> Fist away from Danny Rand and gives it to uh, an Asian character. Yes. And that was a big thing uh, back. Well, we just talked about the Netflix Netflix shows, right? There was a big thing a few years ago when uh, when they cast an American to pay play what everybody thought should have been an Asian uh, Asian person to play uh, this cultural appropriated character from 50 years ago that yeah. no one had a problem with until until he made it to TV. Uh, so now now Danny Rand's no longer Iron Fist in the comics. But that's I mean, and that's that's been the problem that's been going not a problem really but because I do see the the benefits to having uh, diversity right but now yeah. we're we're sitting in especially in Marvel right and I think I talked about this on old timers last week um, where we're talking about now you have like almost like a menu of Spider Man right mm-hmm. so you can pick which one you want a menu of Wolverines. A menu of Iron Man, a menu of Captain America, a menu of Thor. Each character has their own, um, you know, diverse pick, right? Like you can pick whether or not you want to read Tony Stark, Jim Rhodes, or Riri Williams, right? If you whatever Iron Man you feel like picking, do you like Miles Morales or Peter Parker? Whatever, whatever flavor ice cream that you want, Marvel has now, um, as opposed to DC, which has legacy characters, right, where they're just kind of replacing. But Marvel, with their multiverse, you really, uh, you know, and that's the direction they're going in now, especially with the MCU, where they can recast anybody with anybody to play a, a, a brand, really, right? Yep. You're, you're the Iron Man brand, the Thor brand, and it could be anybody in, in the suit. It could be anybody playing this character now because of the multiverse that they're creating. And, uh, you know, while I think it's smart on Marvel's part because – now, I mean, we used to say a lot, a lot, a lot of the time, Spider-Man. Everybody, everybody loved Spider-Man because he literally could have been anybody behind the mask, right? Yes, sir. Now it's the same. It's true for it's true for all the characters, even the ones that aren't behind masks. So, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox, but I mean, no, 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 no. So, so you know, so what you've been talking about regarding the different Spider-Man, you know, in fact, that's something that. Uh, you know, uh, some of our speculators we've been talking about for, I think, about three months now, right? Because um, uh, a few months ago, uh, Bobby Chopek, um, who is the CEO, or at least the front man for Disney Plus, came out and said, yeah, no, we're going to do this. No, we're trying to put the whole thing with Scarlett Johansson side, and we're trying to expand into the Indian market. They're going to try and provide a a channel for their Indian subscribers. I think it was called like Hot Star or something mm-hmm. like that. So they say, okay, um, what do we speculate that they're going to try and do? Are they just going to provide try and provide the same old, same old, you know, or just the same old content? Right? No, you gotta have some content that is directly, specifically for the Indian market. They say, well, they don't want to really invent anything new. Do they have anything that's on the shelf? Um, and what they did have in the show is they have a Indian Spider-Man that's out yeah, there. Yeah, okay, yeah, I remember him. And and you know it was so prescient. And I will, I don't, I don't, I, once again, I don't like speculation. I don't like calling myself a speculator. But 
I will take I'm going to take full uh uh full credit for that one because I was the one that has I was the one that kicked out the conversation and I was the one that said yeah it's probably going to be um Indian Spider-Man. I didn't even know that that exists when we I started off the conversation and sure enough sure enough uh within the next couple of weeks or maybe in the next month there is a Spider-Man multiverse freaking cover out there with the story that is going to have Spider-Man India. <clears throat> that's going to kick that off. So so we know that's, that he's on his way. Um, because he once they start popping characters into stories like this, he eventually is going to make it into a movie or a TV series or something. So we know he's right. on his way. Um, I forget the... Uh, the other stuff we were talking about, but yeah, so, oh, so Iron Fist, right, so, uh, you know, you were talking about the Lin Lee character, Lin Lee is the, uh, the sword master, and, you know, like you were right. able to see, you know, it was very smart, because there have been some complaints, that, hey, you've got this guy, who is the, and Danny Rand, who is, uh, who is the head of martial arts, and the protector of Kunlun, which is right. a hidden, Asian city. That I don't care which way you cut it, it's it's kind of it's kind of difficult that way. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, once again, that is if you think about it, if you think about the narrative that has come out in the last few years, people really have been investigating this these stories of the white savior coming in and saving um, you know a, another culture. Right. Uh, so now you. So now all of a sudden you had this little white boy who Dan Rand, whose parents died, and he's coming in to save um, this hidden city. But if you know history, if you know the history of World War One, you know that that's exactly what the. You know exactly that's what happened. Um, you know, you know, United Kingdom, America had to come in and save some of the some of the Chinese cities, include the hidden city, to include the imperialistic. China at the time. That's what happened in World War Two. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, so, but, but, the, but for money wise, right? Um, you know, it's it just a recognition that your biggest market that can make you a lot of money um, is Japan, China, Korea, Philippines, right? right. Um, and you, and, you, and it might be cool of them to start introducing some of these Asian characters. It's not going to help them if the biggest part of the Asian universe. Right now, for Marvel, or part of the Asian world in Marvel universe, is you no. Know, once again, is Danny Rand, especially the fact that he was just some rich guy. I I, I get that, um, mm-hmm. but now that you've moved him to the side, and you put in Lin Lee, who's the Swordmaster, um, whose first appearance was like on the cover of Agents of Atlas, new Agents of Atlas number one. Now you you can't just kick Danny Rand to the side. You got to give him some type of you got to give him some type of role, right? So what is he um, like? Is it become like a like Karate Kid kind of role reversal thing where he becomes like the Mr. Miyagi type character? See, I wish that was I wish that was it. Instead, you know, because Shang Chi was the was the Mr. Miyagi, so he was the one that right. taught him martial arts. Um, but what I do find is interesting is that now in some of the stories, like in Iron Fist number one, at least. Um, we did get an inside look at uh, Kun Loon, right? The little internal politics. We get a, we get some new characters from Kun Loon. We get to see that. So I think that'll be interesting. Um, but with that 
happening. Okay, now we got Lun, Lun Lee as Iron Fist, right? What yeah. happened to My Pie, right? That's the little girl who was supposed to be her little or little reason for being at is that she is supposed to be the next Iron Fist at some point. What happened to her? Right. Well, you just threw her out there. You had you had, you had all these other <laughs> characters with New Agents of Atlas. What happened? What happened to those people? Um, so, um, it, it's it's interesting the way uh, Marvel did it. I want to see where they're going with it. Um, this a lot of people are predicting that they're going to crash and burn with this, and that you know you won't be the Iron Fist for very long. Um, and I could see that because other than him being Iron Fist right now. He has had no other personality traits other than him swinging around a big green sword. That was it. Well, and and we we talked about the you know the introducing characters to specific markets, right? And we remember just a year or two ago, and you were just talking about Agents of Atlas. They came out with a whole line of of comics geared towards Asian Americans, right? With Swordmaster yeah. and um, and the other characters. Uh, uh, I can't even remember the names, Wave or something. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but there was a bunch of them, right? And yeah. and then they all end up in Agents of Atlas and uh, the 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 Atlantis storyline, and then now they're all gone. You have a few of them popping up, you know, like obviously Lindley and Sword and uh, Swordmaster and Iron Fist, but there's a couple of them that have been appearing, and uh, even in the uh, the one shots that we've been getting, like the women of Marvel and stuff like that, you've seen a couple of them over there. Um, but for the most part, they're almost kind of forgotten, right? Um, mm-hmm. So it's really, um, I've always said, you know, it's it's great to want to have the diversity and the inclusion, uh-huh. but at the end of the day, the comics have to sell, right? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so who's buying and them? I not- know. Yeah, and I mean, several years ago, when they had Iceman, uh, Iceman got his own book, and that that was a huge angle on that was because it was the newly out Iceman, right? And it was the first ongoing with a openly gay character and the title and stuff. And he what did he last five issues, and then he's gone. And you know, at the end of the day, it's great you can pat yourself on the back and say we're 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 progressive, but who are you answering to? You're answering to Marvel stockholders, right? So yeah. you have to have a book that actually sells. And um, I know that that's kind of a – I'm sure that's a backward way of thinking for myself, but I always kind of fall on the line of the capitalists that need to see the dollar in their pocket at the end of the day. Uh, you know, And, and, and I, I think Disney Plus is a perfect introduction, introductory point to that diversity and inclusion, right? And I think it's going to end up working. You'll see, you'll see this, these diverse, inclusive characters appear on Disney Plus, and then maybe work their way backwards into the comic. Who knows? But uh, that's. I mean, I, I always kind of feel like you know the people that are investing their money need to see some kind of a return. They're definitely not seeing in the comics. Definitely not, man. But sure. but I will say during that Iron Fist number one. And that came out the one where Lindley becomes the Iron Fist. Um, it blew up. It absolutely it blew up. Yeah, it, it did very well. Um, there was the one fifty. It did well, and there's the one in twenty five. Now I don't know. We have not looked at that freaking comic since it came out um, because there's a lot of people that put a lot of money into it and hoping that at some point that, um, like I told them, like, hey, well, 
they're only putting Lin Lee in there so they can bring him to the to the Marvel Universe as the Iron Fist, right? Um, so I think that a lot of people put stock in that, and, that, and that's what they're, they're hoping on. Uh, but since then, since that first couple weeks, I haven't heard anything. Nobody's talking about it anymore. Really? Nobody cares about it. Nobody cares about it anymore. No. So it was like a flash uh, in the pan and done already. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So I, it's going to be tough for a lot of speculators. I hope a lot of people didn't put a lot of a lot of money into it. Like if you got one copy, that's great. Um, but I hope they, you know, in fact, uh, the cover A, um, the cover A, which was like just three ninety nine, people mm. bought bought a lot of those. Those sold out. So there's a lot of copies out there. Um, there's going to be a lot of speculation, I think, uh, and I can see definitely that there's a lot of push towards the future um, in some of these books. So, for instance, um, did you catch the first appearance of Tosin and Black Panther number three? That was a big one as well. Um, yes. Yeah, that one blew up to be a $500 book. Um, Seriously? Like one yeah. That That's was a one in 25 it. And and that's speculation, right? That's like we think yeah. he's gonna be someone down the road. Yeah. So apparently he has access to vibranium and perhaps a vibranium um, uh, armor. So people think that at some point he may replace the Black Panther, which I think makes sense in speculation wise. Because look, we get it. Black Panther, you no, know, the the character, the the actor who pe- who played T'Challa. Right may have done it too well, and now we can't just replace him with whatever actor, right? It's not like he was... It's not like he pulled off a Terrence Howard and was just a bad dude out in the streets. He <laughs> passed away. Yeah, he, he he passed away, and now people cannot see any other actor do it. So, like, oh, just, hey, instead of, you know, you know, just finding another actor, let's go ahead and bring up another character that could possibly so prince of uh, Wakanda. So let, let me, and, and let me go down that road. I know that because we're kind of, kind of free form today, but um, so let's say, so um, James Bond, right? So James Bond, Sean Connery doesn't want to do any more. They replace him with Roger Mora, et cetera. So I mean, like yeah. six James Bonds uh, and it's, and we find characters recast all the time, and especially with, you know, with Black Panther being a creation in the comics, he's continuing, even though Chadwick Boseman's sadly passed away. Um, and you did say Chadwick Boseman plays the, played the character too well, right? So you can't recast him. Is that, you know, especially because I think, I think, Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther was kind of transformative, and especially it was some. It was one of the first movies in a long time that I think the the black community really kind of. That's our character, right? Absolutely. He belongs to us. Wakanda belongs to us. It's a big thing. I was just listening to the sports talk radio, and the the dude that was on the show actually believed Wakanda was an actual country and an actual, kick, you know, and was but right. was proud of that, right? And yeah. and that's to me was like, you know, awesome, right? Uh, but since that, you know, that's that's probably an even bigger reason why you can't recast Chadwick Boseman, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's it's one of those generational things, right? Right. Once you have that really big touch point, that touch point, of course, is Black Panther. We had the Avengers movie, which is eh. But once he, once you have that 
uh, Black Panther movie, that touch point that entered a lot of the black community into the MCU. Because look, there's there's the there's the normal black nerd community, right? And we were like we were all over it, man. But the insert point mm-hmm. for the rest of the African American community to come in and says, "Oh, wait a minute, there's there's us. We're in the MCU." Where do you see? And we have a big piece. Not only do we have a big piece, we're, so we're not we're not the we're not the janitor. We're not we're, we're not oh, we're not the yeah we're not the dudes. We're not the 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 big hero's best friend and nothing like that. We we're we're kings and queens in this. Yeah. Okay, this changes the MCU a lot for us. So that's why a lot of people showed up, and that's the touch of it. And you will never be able to rip them away from you. You're not you you. Better not come up with another actor that could possibly mess that up for you. You cannot do that, right? They were going once again. They were going to the the plan was 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 simple, right? They yeah. were going to try and expound on Shuri and her role, right? Because that's who they really love. They didn't mm-hmm. just love Chad Bozeman. They love Chad Bozeman, but oh my goodness, they loved the actress that played Shuri mm. until she said that stupid stuff that she didn't have to say. <laughs> Talking about vaccines, right? Um, you didn't. You didn't have to say anything. Well, you didn't have she, to, just, she didn't have to say anything. She could just <laughs> shut up from now until the next movie comes out, and then they'll. It's too late. Yeah, fine. it's it's yeah. too late, man. Freaking her credibility is shot. Yeah, her credibility is shot. You know. Uh, so so now, the the actress that you were supposed to have have on board, her credibility is shot. The main guy that. You know, it was supposed to be guy going forward. He's he's passed away, unfortunately. Um, so what you, what are you going to have to do? You you still want to sh- you you still want to shoot uh, Black Panther movies and Black Panther content, right? You got right. to. Yeah. You're all yeah, set you up. You're all set up, right? Uh, so you're waiting. So what you're waiting really real, actually waiting for before you do the next Black Panther content is bring us some new bring us some new characters. Go with what you got. Bring them some new characters, mm-hmm. um, which is like this Tosin character. You know, unfortunately, you got to bring Shuri back. You know, you, you're going to expand on. Um, I forget this Mbaku, right? Um, yeah. You're going to bring back. You're going to bring back um, Killmonger, right? You're going to bring in Madam Slay, right? Yeah. Uh, and I've already seen some of the uh, the costumes for Madam Slay, and they look absolutely. Amazing, right? But you, what you don't have to do is you don't have to bring back a character, a, a any type of actor that plays Black Panther yet. Wait for the next generation before yeah. you bring back, so they can have their own Black Panther. Well, you know, you could always, and, and I think that might be even a better route to go. Is I mean, Michael B. Jordan is also already one of the biggest actors in Hollywood, right? So. You put you bring back Kelmonger and then you have that redemption story arc that ends up with him in the suit. Yeah? Yeah. Could be. Well and you know, so uh no so if you no know, what you could have is because something that had been building in the comic books, especially during the Tanishi Cates, is that how you spell it? Tina Hasi Coates, so Tina Hasi Coates is uh his his role wasn't just oh well you know, we had the bad guy. His role was you expound on the role of the the, the African god Bast, right? Um, 
bring back Coral because because I've and it's kind of sad because on TikTok there there have been several arguments about the role of the heart shaped root. Um, mm-hmm. And people are like, oh yeah, he gets his he gets his power from the heart shaped root. Like, no, he doesn't actually get his powers from the heart shaped root. He gets his powers from the African god goddess mm-hmm. Bast, and she blessed the vibranium that that landed on Earth, that landed in and developed the heart shaped root. Right. Um, so I, I would like to see them expand on that. Um, and and just go for, go from there, man. Because once you establish that, you know, you're you're, you're going to open it up for all types of stuff. But what I what even before they do that, right? You know, because one of the last scenes of Black Panther was the the they showed a shot of New York, right? That opens us up for you know more Riri content, right? Because yeah. she's supposed to be she's supposed to be coming, right? And you got Riri, you got Moon Girl. She's out there in New York somewhere. We can give us give us more of those African American uh, characters. Do that, and then freaking, then freaking, let's go back to Wakanda. But you know, we'll see, we'll see, yeah. we'll see what they do, man. They, I, I, I have faith in, uh, in what's his name? Oh, Kevin Feige. Yeah, um, he's been, he's been doing a, a tremendous job with, <laughs> with what he's been doing, um, what they got, um, and juggling comics and the movies. So, you know, sure. there, there have been, there haven't been any stinkers. Right, even though I didn't like the what they did with the Eternals, right? Because now we're now now I gotta bleach my eyes now that you think about the fact that you got robots having sex on a beach, um, and that's really all that was. Um, but in the context of the comics, I know we were going to discuss that because now that I think about it, maybe we should discuss. Did you did you read this week's Eternals? If I not, did. I, I got it. But let's take a break real quick, and then we'll come back and talk comics. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Are you wanting to read a new comic book that has nothing to do with the big two? Are you tired of looking through countless titles and have no idea where to begin? Well, don't you worry, because the random dude Josh and Johnny the Machine Hughes has the podcast for you. Flipside Focus, only on the Undercover Keeps Podcast Network. All right, so since this is a Marvel podcast, let's talk comics. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you just brought up, so the, the new issue of Eternals came out this week, and this is going to be leading into a big summer storyline, right? So this is the first part, and uh, we see um, the Eternals infiltrating Avengers Mountain, right? Yes. So and and it's 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 interesting that they're that they're going that route, right? Because remember we just had a storyline where you had Thanos oh, no excuse me, not excuse me, not Thanos. You had Doctor Doom and um Oh wait, it was it was Kid Thanos. Kid Thanos. And it's a storyline going on in the Avengers right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they fought against they fought against Red Panther. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about Avengers number fifty three. Yeah. Um, it, it it was it was so so weird that you know they decided to, once again they decided to go that route. Um, the so actually let's see if I can 
so we can not just be talking a blank space. So, but yeah, freaking, uh, yeah, so Avengers 53, uh, you had uh, Doctor Doom, uh, Kit, Kit, Kit Thanos, they, <laughs> they storm Avengers Mountain, which is the, an old celestial, without power, frozen yeah. and everything, and then Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom, he fights against them, and then what he tries to do is he tries to bring back the celestial to life. Um, well, they messed it up too, right? Didn't they cut his cut, cut its arm off and all that stuff? And and in the, the pages of Avengers, and now yeah, here, yeah, yeah. see, this is the thing. You know, I'm I'm big continuity, and you can't do that anymore. And today's Marvel, you have to take everything that's happening in Eternals. It happens in a bubble, and it's not you know it's not happening in the pages of Avengers, right? Right. So it's so uh, frustrating. So, so the, Right, so it's, it's interesting. So, so now we come to this one in Internals number ten, and what you got is you got two part stories. In one part of the story, you got some of the Eternals. They are steps. Once again, they haven't stormed um, Avengers Mountain or Avengers headquarters. They kind of snuck in using yeah. whatever invincible powers, whatever. And if you understand what they were doing, you can explain it to me. But then on the other half, um, you got Thanos. And he's got his parents strung up on the wall, and yep. and and investors strung up on the wall because he's trying to figure out how they made him. And instead of you know, instead of his parents going, well, when two people love each other, you know, they they do the bees, butters and the flies and the bees and everything. They say, no, no, screw you. Oh, we'd rather freaking die. He said, "Well, I'm going to kill this whole town." He said, "Well, we'd rather you kill the whole town than you be have the ability to make another you." So, go like, oh, screw yourself. So, um, <laughs> uh, it, it, it was very. I I kind of like that element because um, to give context of where the Eternals have been, Eternals one through five has sucked. Right, it's a whole right. bunch of characters that we're not necessarily familiar with. You know, there's this whole universe. They were trying to introduce everybody to what's going on, what who the Eternals are, and everything, and a build up to the movie. And nobody cared. Nobody cared. Nobody gave it. They're like, oh yeah, and the Eternals can resurrect, and you no, know, nobody cared. But now they're just saying, hey, we are going to explain Thanos and where he came from and how to make another one. Totally different ball game right now. Now I'm invested. Now, now I'm back. Now you got me, right? Um, and then they didn't say. They said, "Hey, uh, and they want to make Thanos. You need one part machine, one part freaking molten lava, you know." And then they go, but there's a, there's another piece that's missing. Um, so I, I I would say um, let's let, let's let's go back to this one because. In fact, I do know that in Eternals number 11, there's another character that's being resurrected, um, and he looks similar. He's going to look similar to Thanos, but the art is kind of weird, so he actually looks similar to Darkseid, which is going to be kind of weird and everything. So I, 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 so I do know a lot of people have actually been contacting me trying to get copies of, of that already. Do we um, know who the character is? Uh, we, we do. We do. Uh, I, I just forget the, the the guy's name. And trust me, the way that the new character, the, the character looks, is, is totally different. Um, okay. But he's like, um, but it is interesting because it ties this char- this key character ties back to 
where the Eternals come from, right? Because people are like, oh, you know, the first appearance of the Eternals was in Eternals number one. Not true. Not true at all. Because <laughs> um, when I was researching who this character is, once again, I, I owe that to everybody. Um, this, the Eternals uh, first came from this way back in the day from, it was like a comic called Marvel Boy or something like that. And Marvel Boy, um, he came from Mars. So his dad, his dad freaking builds a rock ship and they go to Mars. And there's these beings that are on Mars. And then he, once again, he has, I think he has sex with a Martian or whatever. And then he has this Marvel kid. <clears throat> and of course, those Martians, Martians were actually, um, you know, the progenitors of the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and then you know, Marvel Boy actually goes to another, goes to another planet, which would be the progenitors of the Titans, which would supposedly is where Thanos is coming, coming, coming from. And right. here's what's interesting that's that was in this book. Uh, Thanos's people is supposed to be the Eternals of Titan, right? But in this book, and I didn't know that, maybe it was, it was hidden somewhere else, but in this book it says that Thanos' uh, parents were actually Eternals of Earth. So that's that to me is a, uh, is a game changer right there, man. So that was just what I got from the first reading of it. And I'm going to have to go back and read it and maybe read the first nine issues again to see what, what was building up to this. Um, nah, I'm not going to read the first nine issues. Maybe I'll go back <laughs> to two or three issues. So if you, if you want the history of the Eternals and where they came from, read the Eternals, a miniseries from the 80s. It was a 12-issue miniseries. And maybe just the first issue because that's where it goes into um, – how where uh, where mentor from Titan came from, and that he was the brother of Zuras, who was the leader of the Eternals on Earth, and their father was Kronos, I believe, and um, and that was that that was the big uh, the big origin story that split Zuras and Mentor, and how Mentor left Earth and went to Titan and started his own faction of Eternals there. Um, but that history in this history here for the Eternals, maybe not the same because these, these Eternals from the eighties and sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, not the same Eternals that we're seeing here, even though all the characters are the same, uh, the names are the same characters are all different. Makari would did a gender swap. Um, you know, Icarus, Circe, Thena, they're all the same characters, but now they've diversified the cast when Jack Kirby created them, they were all straight white people, and now they're not. So mm. um, it's you know on one on one level, it's the Eternals. I don't think anybody really cared to begin with, um, yep. but now now that they're on the screen, right? You kind of have a, a responsibility to keep them that way, and uh, and the stories that we're reading now are really based on. Um, Neil Gaiman's work, right? That because he was on the Eternals about ten or fifteen years ago and revamped the whole mythos. So, um, and, uh, so he's not, he's not the only one. I'm trying to remember who the other writer was. Yeah. Uh, so this is the guy that's got his foot on Thanos's balls. Is <laughs> uh, Uranus? 
or Uranus. Um, this oh, okay. is the cover, yeah, so this is the cover for Eternals number one, The Heretic, which is due out, uh, oh, crap, next Wednesday. Oh, wow. Next Wednesday. So we get um, back-to-back issues of Eternals. Then. Yeah. <laughs> That's what everybody's asking for, right? No, more more Eternals. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Um, demand of no one. Yeah. So, so that's that's where we're at with Eternals, which I, and once again, I, I, I thought it was interesting. Um, kind of picked it up a little bit more. Uh, the other interesting thing that was in this book <coughs> was the Starbrand baby. Um, Starbrand baby is no longer a baby; it's like a preteen. Um, and for some reason, he's got he's got himself a little cape where he's flying around and being kind of all types of weird. So, um. So there, there's, there's, there's that. Um, I don't know if they, I, I, I would have thought that they would have dropped the whole star brand thing a long time ago, but I guess that's, they are insistent on doing this thing. So right. I, I would look to listen for news about star brand coming to MCU any day now. You know? mm-hmm. Well, we have, we have star brand running around in the pages of Avengers, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so what else we got? The other thing that you wanted to talk about? Oh was yeah, the... let's talk Devil's Reign, man. Devil's Reign—that's the best book coming out by Marvel right now. And yeah. uh, we, you know, uh, last episode you were, you know, out of action, but um, we talked about uh, Chip Zdarsky being uh, the new writer on Batman, but also staying on Daredevil. So. Mm. You know, that's I was kind of interested in getting your take on that, where, you know, you have two similar characters, Daredevil, Batman, detective or type, you know, gritty type books. Um, but being able to kind of maybe write both of them at the same time, I don't know, man. But uh, this has been the most fun Daredevil's been in ages, right? I think people these days are going to be looking uh, – looking back 20 years from now and saying that this is probably the best run on Daredevil since Frank Miller, um, in my opinion. So, yeah, so you, so you know my biggest um, that my biggest complaints about the Marvel Universe over the last few years, but one of the biggest ones is, you know, superheroes fighting superheroes for no damn reason whatsoever. And Sip Zdarsky has gotten away from that. He's gotten... The bad guys fighting the good guys again, um, and the but bad guys, yeah. yeah, and the bad guys have a little bit more agency and reason behind it, right? And you know, the bad guys don't just show up and say, "Yeah, I'm getting paid." You say, like, "No." Some of the bad guys, especially in this book, showed up. It's like, "Yeah, we don't, we wouldn't normally work with, uh, you know, the Kingpin, but he he had he he, he promised me something that's going to change my life." And I like that. Um, Chip Sadarsky has dug deep into the reasons. He's he's he hasn't just. Unfortunately, this this is one of those books that if it hadn't come after all that other bullcrap, where it's the same idea, would have been awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Because we just came off of. A few series where it was, hey, superheroes are bad. We're going to arrest you if you do superhero stuff. That's what that's all we've gotten for the last two years. Hey, especially with the hey, if you're a teen, you're too young to be doing superheroing. Mm-hmm. If you do it again, we're going to throw you in jail. That's what we, that's what we begin over and over and over again, and and I'm and I'm sick of it, you know. And if 
Devil's Reign had came at a time before all that, I would have been a lot more happy. There would have been a lot more sets. But now, 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 I mean, it's still good. Mm. It's still good, but it it just doesn't touch the way it should touch touch me, right? Um, the the covers nobody nobody's paying attention to this. Really, nobody nobody care, yeah nobody none of the speculators care about the story. Nobody. I like, think this eh. is a, that's probably one of the better covers I've seen this year. It is. It is. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's not a bad cover at all. Not a bad cover at all, especially Phil Noto. Phil Noto is a, is a rising star. He just hasn't had like a big cover yet that that's hit. Um, but but I what I do like is the uh, next, uh, you know, the extension of the Purple Man's Kids. I like I like that. Uh, I want to see more from the, the kids because look, if you could have just two little kids and you know that they can take over the city, at least the city block, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me. That that changes everything. Everything, everything. It changes everything, you know. Um and it gives you no know, uh no the kingpin, you know, a little bit more agency and like, hey, this is my city and I can control the city. Not just because the superheroes let me, but because I have a way to actually protect the city and control the city. That's that's huge, right? Now he's throwing it all the way with all this crazy stuff and of making Know normal everyday citizens like fight each other and fight superheroes. That that's that's stupid. Chip Zdarsky mm-hmm. ran off the rails on that one. He didn't have to, he didn't have to do any of that, right? Because mm-hmm. because remember, I thought the plan was you gain control of the citizens and then they vote for you. Not mm-hmm. that they're going to fight superheroes. That don't make any sense, right? So so here's so here's the thing. The stuff behind the ideas behind it make a lot of sense. Some of the dialogue behind it, absolutely amazing. Just the fight scenes make no sense. If you're if you're a strategist like Kingpin, why are you doing this? There is because you just had them. You just had the citizens out in the main out in the middle of the street, not protecting anybody, not doing anything, just just ready to fight. That's the that's the knock on this. That's that's. That's the thing that makes us like, eh, not really. Chip, you needed to bring, you need to pull this back a little bit, you know, and make it make it make a little bit more sense, make it a little bit more consistent um, with your with your storyline. What, what about you? What did you think? So and I'm going to go a different direction from you on this because I think that I think the overall uh, villains heroes kind of flip flopping and that whole storyline, I think that's kind of just a, a side piece over their actual main story on this, which is really about Kingpin and what had happened to him when Matt Murdock made everybody forget that he was Daredevil. And that makes, this is what really is the emotional impact of this whole piece was at the end of issue four, when you know, using the cane that he had for Purple Man, realized that he made himself remember that Matt was Daredevil. And then you can see it just in the first couple of pages of this issue where you have him realize that that's what happened. And just, just, he just went off, he went off the rails. Kingpin did when he was like, I'm going to kill Matt Murdock. And, and that's what we see. Well, we think we see at the end of this issue, we know that it's Mike Murdock that is, uh, that is getting destroyed at the end of this issue. Um, but to me, it was, it was so psychological for me reading this book because 
you take the kingpin as a character who's so used to being in charge and ho- so used to being that character, that one guy that is the driving force and the evil in this book where he's he's breaking the laws, he's controlling people, he's he's the one that's causing pain to people. And then and it's, and, and it's just the first two pages, just a look on his face when he realizes that he's the one that's been violated by the so-called hero who messed with his mind and for him to realize that, you know, I, I, I've, I've been played here. That, right. that to me, that to me was the whole, the whole emotional piece. And then throw in the, uh, the son, Butch, who didn't know that he was the Kingpin's son, but is now the Kingpin, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And yep. he wants to overthrow his father and work and then working with with Mike and that relationship that's built up over the over the course of the last several months where you realize that Mike and Butch are like really best friends and now you're going to see Kingpin kills Mike supposedly right yeah. um I, I, I still don't think Mike is dead cuz Mike Mike got his got his ass beat in while he was holding one of the Nordstones so my guess is he's probably not dead um but well, just, or, is it, or is it his brother yeah, no, it's Matt Matt Murdock's brother, yeah, 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 yeah. brother Mike, that the one that got his ass beat in, but he was holding a Nornstone. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm sure that he's not dead. I'm sure that something's going to happen. But um, but this it was it was the this this issue was the emotional hit piece of the whole series, where where Kingpin realizes that he's been played, and and the funny thing is 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 he's been using the Purple Man to manipulate. Everybody in this whole series, and then he realizes he's the one that gets manipulated. Yeah. So what is it? It's instant karma, right? But it's also it's it's so it's a, such a complex uh, problem with Kingpin's character, and uh, and that's what I love. I love that that whole you know victim of his own devices, and yeah. and it's it's just. Um, I think it's been a powerful, powerful series. I mean, I and I hope he sticks the landing. Um, but well, he's uh, got one more. He's got one, one more. more. It's a, and, and I've I've said for years these event books always always shit the bed at the end of the uh, <laughs> the end of the series. So we'll yeah. see. Um, but I, yeah, Devil's Reign has it, you can't go wrong on that as far as I'm concerned. And I, I'm sorry that you don't like it. and You're looking at the other part of it. But no, I mean it's not that I don't like Devil's Reign, and it's not like I didn't like that issue. It was the specific point in which he decided to turn the people into mindless zombies. Mm. It's oh, we've seen it before. So and just go attack the superheroes. Yeah, like it was not even necessary. Not even close to being necessary. Mm. Like. Because you laid out the strategy. I like that part. I was like, okay, we're just going to turn them into people who are going to freaking vote for me no matter what. In the meantime, I, and, and in the meantime, you know, I, I even forgot the fact that Luke Cage was running for mayor. I forgot that part. <laughs> you know? Um, and, look, you know, it, it was just specifically that part, part right? And, and in the meantime, I, I kind of keep in the back of my mind that, and people forget that, remember, uh, Kingpin, he holds these artifacts called the Tablets of Life and Death. Right. Does he still have those? Still has them. Spider-Man was supposed to be on his way to go grab them, and then he got sidetracked. Right. So, right. And that was in the pages of Spider-Man, not in the pages of Daredevil, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
So, so that's as, awesome. as we said before, that might be happening in a bubble. <laughs> no continuity <laughs> there. Um, what, uh, what else do you want to mention? I know we only have a few minutes left. Was there anything that – Oh, no, we out? got a uh, last issue. Is this the last issue or is this the penultimate issue? This is the issue penultimate Academy. issue of Strange Academy, um, which has been a surprisingly good series. I did, You know – when I started reading it, I was kind of like, ah, we get another Avengers initiative, or it was another another attempt at re- rebirthing the New Mutants or something like that. But this, the, I love the cast of characters in this book. They kind of make me laugh. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, I think that the uh, the only reason that they're canceling the series is because of the death of Doctor Strange, right? So it's like kind of like, I kind of think that, I, that would be a, a more of an excuse to keep the series going, right? Right. Well, so, yeah. So, so what I what I heard was is that they are going to bring bring them back. So they're going to revamp it in the summer. Okay. Um, and bring bring it back. So they're going to close the chapter, close it off for a while, shut it off as so, a little quarter. Kind of like season one. Yeah. Strange Academy um, season two coming. Yeah. Once again, which I hate when comic books do that they didn't have they didn't have to do yeah that. because but then you're going to do a legacy numbering right so it'll be season season two issue mm-hmm. one but uh no. legacy number number 19 or something like that yeah but in the meantime you've got uh elsa bloodstone's sister she's at the academy now yep. you've got the uh sister or the cousin of raptor i think that's what his name, name is the, the mexican kid his yep. cousin is there she's part of the magic he probably should be bringing in uh, what's the name of Miles Morales' best friend, uh, Ned. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now that he's magic, they should be bringing him to the Academy pretty soon. But he's magic in the movie. Right, he's, <laughs> he's, magic, not... in the, right, he's magic in the movies. Um, but, once again, Miles Morales uh, is going to a multiverse pretty soon. Um, where, and I'm telling people, I've been telling people for a couple weeks now, look out for it. His sister is going to be a is like going to be like grown up, and oh, uh, the baby sister, over. right? <laughs> so I, I I casually mentioned that, and it went from like a twenty dollar book to a seventy dollar book, and then um, I should have got myself a little. <laughs> yeah, it was my fault. I should have should have got myself a couple more copies. Um, but you know, so so what I would say is that you no, know, Ned has a chance to go off. Billy has the chance to go off. Elsa Bloodstone, we already know her first appearance. I forget what the number it was. That went off. Right. Um, and, and and I think I like this. I do like this because them shutting it down. Shut it down. Let these kids leave because these kids are boring. The kids that they have now are boring. No, the Marmel's kid, keep them there. Zoe, uh, the, the zombie, the zombie witch, keep her there. Let the rest of those kids leave because they're boring. The, yeah. the the little fat kid that brought Cast Lamp to the to the campus, yeah, keep him there. His little his little craziness is interesting. Every rest rest of those kids, let them go. I don't care. Yeah, they did a yeah. they did a shot at the end of this issue where they showed the, all the kids leaving the school, and mm-hmm. I'm like, but it wasn't all of them, right? But but it's like yeah, but but that shot was like. I knew five of the kids in the shot, and the rest of them yeah. were in there. I'm yeah. like, who are these other kids? I didn't see them. Like, so yeah, you're right. I mean, the kind of fillers, you know, the boring, the boring kids. Like, was it like a, the Asgardian kids or whatever? And I'm just like, mm. can you get rid of a lot of that stuff? Yeah, I agree with you. But uh, I like Doyle. I like Doyle, the the Dorm- Dormammu's kid, and um, you know, a couple of the other ones are really 
good and interesting and visually cool. You know, I like the visually cool ones. So keep those. Yeah. I like Umberto Ramos on art. This is this series uh, suits him more than I think Champions or Spider-Man did. Um, and Scotty Young really has kind of come in his own. Scotty Young used to draw the the little comic strips with the cartoon, like the real really cartoony kids. But yeah. uh, you know, I, I really kind of uh, like like uh, Scotty Young's work. So yeah. this is a good book, you know. I, and I, I mean, I don't know why you would want to just cancel it and start with a new number one, but that's what they do now. That's because you know. Uh, I guess because you saw a lot. You no, know, look, you saw what Strange Academy number one is doing right now. That's a. Thousand, I'm talking about the one in twenty. Is it one in twenty five or one in fifty? That's a thousand dollar book right now. Really? Yeah, nine point eight thousand dollar book. They see that, say, oh, let's print more money. Let's let's get it clapping. <laughs> you know, new 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 Academy, new characters. Let's 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 go. Um, and then in the meantime, what would be interesting if they did is revamp it. I don't know even when Str- uh, Strange Part 2 movie is supposed to come out. May 6th. Oh, well then there you go because then you get to have the you get to have the movie come out and then you get to have Strange Academy yeah. come out. Hopefully okay. they insert some stuff about Strange Academy inside the movie at, as a like a as like a little teaser at the end, one of those end credit scenes that forces people to go, oh, who's Strange Academy? And then they freaking rush to the comic book stores. That's what they should be doing. I've always said that. Well, Make I don't me, know. There's so much going on in this Doctor Strange movie. I don't know if we're going to see any of that. You got, you got, you've already got Perez. What's her name? Yeah, uh, yeah, America. Perez. Yeah, America Chavez. In fact, and and this is where they went wrong, right? Because uh, you know they they made her growing up already because they sent her off to college. She should yeah. still be a high school student. Yeah. She should be a high school student. She should be magic, and she should be going to Strange Academy. Right. Hey, um, that would that would well. maybe that's the direction they go, man. Who knows? Well, I, well, I do know is that in uh, maybe like a year ago or something like that. Whatever, whatever. It was like a five part series, something like that, where they introduced that she does have a brother and a sister, and her sisters are magic as well. Um, so maybe they have her, there's her long lost sister. Maybe they have her show best strange Academy or something like that. That would mm-hmm. be interesting. Well, we will see, but all right. So we are out of time for today and, uh, see, this is the thing we free form this, these no price podcasts sometimes and we go in directions we didn't think we'd go in. So, um, join us in a couple though. of weeks, a lot of fun. uh, two weeks from now we'll be gearing up for moon night. So we'll talk a lot of moon night next time. Absolutely. And, uh, and maybe we'll talk some Obi Wan. We never, uh, never really got got that way. Mm. And so let's talk about that because we just had uh, trailer drop this week. Mm. Um, okay. Okay. All right. So we will see you in two weeks. And until then, stay safe. Out.